Welcome to Unleash. We're all being transformed every day. The big question is by who to become what? Well, as we continue to consider the ways that we are shaped, this week we're going to launch into a series about judgment. It's a big word. It's a big topic. There's a lot that could be said about this, but what I'm titling this series is Judgment, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And some of that may not make sense until we unpack some of the pieces, but we can agree that that judgment is a word that has many tentacles of implication um, and can have a really devastating sting. So as we look at these, this series ahead about judgment and how it can both dissect us and define us, something that we've all said and often heard is the very short statement, don't judge me, which can attach profound meanings about how we make decisions and how we manage relationships and how we relate to other people. So when I was thinking about this topic, uh, a scene from a movie came to mind. I haven't seen the movie for a long time. Don't judge me if you think this is a bad example. Uh, but it's from the movie Jumanji. And so if you think about it, if you if you haven't seen it, so we have these four high school students, two guys, two girls, that each have very distinct persona about who people see them as and how they think of themselves and they all get in detention for different reasons and in detention they get sucked into this Jumanji game they're each a new character and they're having to deal with the new character while they still think of themselves in the old way and so um each one of them is experiencing both ends of judgment as they are judging each other and being judged by the other, and even judging themselves, right? And so the interactions are so profound and really highlight the ways that judgment can be, um, it can really shape us, right? And so how we, um, and, and the sting that comes when somebody judges us usually tends to go really deep into the places that we hold uh, an identity for ourselves and how we act and interact and who we believe ourselves to be um, is so central to our experience of life and and who we see ourselves to be that and we all have wiring things that have been formed within us in memories and experiences things that we have learned uh, throughout life and not everything that we has been stored inside a lot of it is faulty wiring because it's not all true but the bottom line is we don't want to be judged um, for a multiple of reasons which we are going to dig into some of those things in future episodes, but it just helps to consider why that sting is so powerful because it goes deep into those um, most sensitive places within us. And in our culture, there's a really pervasive notion, and it's a particularly held among uh, Gen Z, that church people are very judgmental. And stick with me, 
but here, it's true, isn't it? We, we do tend to be. We can easily be. We do do that. And they are also judging church people, right? If they're saying church people, they're being judgmental against others. So really, we all very naturally judge other people. In fact, we, we can't really, we're going to judge people for being judgmental even, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you a true story, something that happened recently. Um, a woman I really didn't know, um, I had a phone call with her and then she asked me to meet her for lunch. Um, we'll just call her Janet. It's not her real name. Um, but Janet was talking about issues and conflicts that she was having with her husband, with her adult kids, with her uh, grandkids uh, in their teens and 20s. And, and as she was talking, I know she was just trying to relay the things in her life that were hard and confusing, but as she talked about each individual person, it struck me how judgmental um, her words really were. I think she was completely unaware that she was essentially dissecting each one and saying what was wrong with them and how they made life hard for her or how it made the relationship hard with her. And there was a lot of estrangement between her and these people. And so, and probably around judgment. Maybe it's one way, maybe it's both ways. But even as I listened and I was seeking to really listen well and to be compassionate, I found myself struggling hard not to judge her for being judgmental, right? It's just so crazy how this is, it is something that we naturally do. And so even when we might be working intentionally really hard not to be judgmental, if we're honest, that fight can be really fierce. And this is something I've been working to do for years is to just be present and not judge. So what if we don't even know that we do it and we just naturally judge, right? Because every one of us does it. We can all prove to be unsafe, right? That we can um, really wound and hurt those that we judge. And so I just want to mention one last topic to set up this series. You remember the story in the Old Testament about the Jews and how they had gone to Egypt and, um, and over time they became enslaved. Why? because they were different. And the Egyptians were like, hey, these people are not like us. And so they, they found not that sting of judgment had turned into the sting of whips, right? And so for many, many generations, they were subjected to really hard slavery. Hundreds of thousands of people for 400 years as bitter slavery. And then God sends a man to, to rescue them out of slavery, to, to redeem them, right? He sends Moses. And there's a whole long series of stories where Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, God says, let my people go. And it takes the, the 10 plagues and the devastation of Egypt before Pharaoh finally says, all right, get up, take these people and, and get out of here. But here's the main takeaway that I want us to be thinking about. 
with regard to um, judgment, the topic of judgment, and also just life in general. And I'm I'm borrowing this from um, from somebody else. His name is Alec Motier, and it's that where whenever we are enslaved, when we are underneath a load, a difficulty that we don't know how to get out, God always works along this line. In, in this order, first he comes to us by grace and brings deliverance. And then he says, now that you are rescued and set free, this is how you ought to live. And over time, you will end up in the land flowing of milk and honey, right? The promised land, the good life. And so if you just think about the, the Jews, uh, the Hebrew people set free under Moses, that, um, right, deliverance comes, miraculous, it's all by God's grace that they get out of there. Now they're wandering in the desert and God is saying, now that you're free, now that you've received my grace, I'm, I'm going to give to you the law, not uh, burdensome, intense, horrible, but this is how you ought to live now that you've been set free. And this is the hope that you have for the future of where you're headed to a land flowing of, with milk and honey. And so think about wherever we're enslaved and we have these tentacles, like with judgment, this is always the order that God works to meet us. First grace, then he teaches us what it looks like to obey, to keep walking in this place in a grace relationship and what we will ultimately experience in the long run. So as we look ahead to the future conversations regarding judgment, I just want us to consider about who God really is, that he is merciful and gracious. He meets us in the midst of our fears and our inadequacies. And oftentimes when someone judges me, they're usually hitting at a place that I already have judged myself someplace I've already seen that I do things that I, that I hate or that I want to be something different. And so that's why judgment tends to land. You know, if somebody accuses us of something that is like, well, that's obviously not me, that's really not as bad. But when we're trying really hard to be something and we're accused of judgment in a way that just kind of feels like it cuts the knees out underneath us, it just helps me to remember that regardless of what's happening with people around me, to consider who God really is and the consistency of his compassion and his grace. And we, we know that he is also a God of justice. And we're going to talk about that in future. That can look scary and that can look glorious. And so we're going to talk about that. None of us see and know and can judge perfectly, accurately, right? None of us know everything there is to be known to be able to judge other people and other situations perfectly and accurately. There's just ways as humans that our vision is blurred and we can't really see clearly and accurately on our own. 
Last quick story. Think about Adam and Eve right after they ate the fruit. What did they say? Oh my gosh, we're naked. We better like sew some leaves together and, and make clothes for ourselves. Was that really their biggest issue at that point? No, but they didn't really know how to judge themselves and their situation accurately because what really was the biggest issue? The biggest issue is that they had had this beautiful, perfect, um, full, unhindered relationship with God where they lived in perfection and now they, they ate the fruit and there's lots of implications about that. But the biggest thing is that now that there's separation between themselves and God. So then when God comes in the cool of evening to walk in the garden, what are they doing? They're hiding. They're hiding because they know they're worthy of judgment, but they were more worried about sewing fig leaves together than they were about, oh man, we're in big trouble because we no longer have this fullness, uh, the safety of this beautiful, rich, full relationship with God. And we do the same things because we too struggle to accurately judge whether ourselves or others to truly see our own circumstances with the fullness of wisdom. And so with that, I just want to invite you to tune in for next week for the next in this series on judgment where we look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of judgment. But I'm going to warn you, we won't look at them in that order because I actually want to look at the bad and then the ugly and then the good. And that may take a few weeks to cover all of those. So anyway, thanks for joining me. And I hope you'll click like or subscribe and maybe share with a friend that you can begin to process some of these things together. And until next time.